virtue. What comes to mind when you hear that word? One of my favorite definitions for virtue is a beneficial quality or power of a thing. We are all filled with our own virtues, personal strengths and power within us that are gifts given to us by God. The real magic happens when we recognize our virtues and become guardians of these virtues, using them for the good of others. Join me, your host, Elisa Lindsay Johnson, as I talk to amazing guardians of virtue who all have one thing in common, a desire to use their gifts for good. I hope that as you listen to this podcast, you are emboldened with your own virtues. Let us all strive to be guardians of virtue. What's up, what's up? (laughs) This episode builds off of this unofficial episode series that I've had over the last several weeks about the types of virtues it takes to be a guardian of change or a guardian of your future self. We talked first about being a guardian of your future self. What do you imagine your life looks like when you're 80? We've also talked about guarding your history by recording your present and honoring your past. We also talked about being a guardian of failure. The mantra I've started telling myself is this, it's normal to fail. Failing means I'm trying. Don't quit. One day you will succeed. Failure is a part of growth you cannot avoid. So why not embrace it? Last week, we talked about what it means to be a guardian of consistency. Consistency does matter, right? You have to be consistent and do the not fun things in order to succeed. There are fun things and not fun things in everything we do. And to accomplish anything, you have to do the not fun things too. So to continue on with not fun things. (laughs) Well, I think it's not so much a fun thing, but it's incredibly important in your plan to succeed in whatever you want to do. And so today, to continue on to this now official series, (laughs) we're going to talk about what it means to be a guardian of metrics. When I talk about metrics, I mean anything that you record that help you see the progress that you're making. Businesses use metrics all the time, right? For a bunch of different things. Families use metrics like budgets, which I hate budgeting, um, to see just to make sure that they stay in line with their with their money um there are all sorts of metrics metrics we can use to make sure that we're successful uh so metrics requires something that we talked about in episode 30 when we talked about being a guardian of your history journaling is one of the best ways to keep metrics or track of what you're doing when you write your progress down you are far less likely to give up I'm not going to sit down and tell you the statistics on that, but I have learned from personal experience that the times I have been incredibly successful are the times that I have kept record of what I'm doing. Look at the Nephites. The whole success of their civilization depended on Nephi and his brothers procuring the brass plates, a written record of their ancestors. Nephi wrote that they kept a record so his children would know of Christ and that Jesus Christ is the source that they where they can receive exaltation. Helaman warned his sons to remember um, to remember Jesus Christ, and we remember by writing things down. 
let me illustrate this concept of being a guardian of metrics with my own life experiences. So the first experience I want to tell you about is my garden. And I first want to tell you, before you think I'm great at recording things about my garden, I do not have a written journal where I, well, okay, let me, let me take that back. I don't have a consistent, a journal where I consistently record what goes on in the garden as far as like writing things down or what I plant. I, I am sure that if I sat down and I wrote all of that stuff in a journal, that my garden would be a lot more successful. But I haven't. And so I just rely on memory. But one thing that I do have is that I have always recorded things in my garden through photography. But I want to back up and tell you the story of our garden. And this story is a story I remember because I've recorded it through photography, through pictures on my phone. So we moved into our brand new home build in 2015. So almost eight years ago in September, it will be eight years. We moved the day before my husband's birthday. It was a fantastic birthday present for him. <laughs> Probably the most expensive birthday present that he will ever receive. So we moved into this house. It was just freshly built. So there was nothing uh, inside or out. I guess pretty basic house. Um, and the only kind of landscaping they did was the courtesy four plants in front of the porch, four bushes in front of the porch and a, and a tree right smack dab in the middle of the grass in the front yard. So we, we got our courtesy one tree and that's, that's how our garden started. And I knew then that I wanted to work towards having a garden that my children would, would use as a sanctuary. I wanted a garden that my children can use when they are like <laughs> for their receptions, like their wedding receptions. Like that's something that I love. And of course, I have that dream for them because that's the dream that I had for myself and I was able to fulfill that dream. Now, my reception was in our, our backyard. The difference is that I grew up in California, in Southern California, where it's, the climate is kind of like the Mediterranean, but a little bit like the desert. And it, so it didn't get that hot or, I mean, it was warm, but it didn't get that humid. So even though our wedding was in June, the reception was pleasant. It was in the evening and it, typically cools down quite a bit where I grew up in the evenings, even during the summer. So it was a pleasant, pleasant time here. <laughs> Our children will have to time their weddings around like spring and fall before it starts getting hot um, or when it starts to cool down because the humidity just makes it almost unbearable to be outside. But that is neither here nor there. So I had dreams for my garden. It's a unique lot because we are on a hill. It looks like the builder literally cut like a notch into the hill to put our house. <laughs> so we have a hill going down in front and we have a hill going up in our backyard. And we probably have, I don't know, like 50 feet from our house to where the hill starts going up in our backyard. And then we have a little bit of 
flat land on the top that is also ours where we have like our fire pit and stuff if you go to instagram you will see pictures because i am obsessed with posting pictures of my garden when we first moved in we only had these four bushes and this tree and because the builder literally just cut a notch into the hillside the whole lot is near like nearly solid rock it is so hard to dig in and so my husband pretty quickly was like there's no way we are going to have like be able to plant stuff here like there's just no way it's 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 impossible this garden this ground is impossible and so of course i took that as a major challenge and also i wanted a pretty garden because i just wanted a sanctuary i wanted a place where my family wanted to be and where i wanted to be and so i took it up as a challenge and so slowly i started adding plants it took a couple years to really get going and um i we like i don't know how many times we rearranged the four little bushes that we got in the front um and moved them around and everything and we like adjusted the flower beds in the front yard multiple times and it was it's been a really big process but i remember feeling incredibly discouraged when we first started just because it was such a long process i even got to the point where so i had dreamed up what i wanted to do on the hillside i wanted to make our hillside more usable and so that's where i wanted my vegetable garden was on the hillside which meant that we would need to build build like terrace terrace walls like retaining walls that had um we call them our terraces that have planting spaces in so that we can use and then i wanted to have stairs going up the middle um, but i knew that that would cost money and that would take time and so i decided to start <laughs> That was when I started my LuLaRoe venture. If you guys have ever heard of LuLaRoe, I sold LuLaRoe from uh, 2016 to 2017, right before my son was born. And um, I was able to make enough money that I, we, I was able to fund the building of our, of our garden terraces. And I was able to fund a sprinkler system and grass. So um so that was the really big boost in our garden and that was six years ago um when we built the terraces i was pregnant well, i guess it was a little over six years six years i was pregnant i remember sitting and i have pictures of <laughs> my husband i was sitting in like a camping chair in the backyard while my husband was like chiseling away at the rocky hillside to make to like be able to put the terrace walls up and uh i felt so bad because i couldn't do anything because i was majorly pregnant but that man is amazing he put those terrace walls up in like four months nearly by himself um and so then we had to work on putting the stairs up the middle so we can use the top but anyways once that started the garden really started taking off but it's it's gone through many 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 changes First, I did a vegetable garden in all of the four terraces. Then I realized how much work that would be. <laughs> well, I realized that it's not fun to like climb up to the second terraces to, to do something as constantly changing as vegetable gardening. And so I wanted to put, and I also wanted pretty floral type 
like beautiful plants in our backyard, which is something that we didn't have. We just had them in the front with our azaleas and hydrangeas and stuff. And so I wanted to do that in the back. And so we, we changed the top two terraces so that they could be, uh, have more pretty things. And so the bottom two terraces are, are part of our vegetable garden. And then we also, um, a couple years ago during COVID, I think we added a kitchen garden. And I also became obsessed with cup flowers. And so I have a cup flower garden as well with five, five boxes. But all of that took eight years to accomplish. Um, we've also seen fruit trees come and go. Fruit trees used to be where my cut flower garden is. And so eight years of progress. And there have been multiple times where I have sat and just been super frustrated because, because you know, something is just taking so long to get to get to and um because of time or money or whatever and so i can i can sit and just be frustrated because the pathways aren't done or like our fire pit area is not renovated or like i want to actually be able to sit outside in the heat of the summer and not fry and so i would love to have a covered porch and also really the real reason i want a covered porch in the backyard is because I want to sit out there during a rain slash thunderstorm and just watch it all come down. But I can't do that right now because um, our porch in the front yard is so small that I get soaking wet if it's coming down really hard. So that's one of my biggest dreams is to be able to have a covered porch in the back. And so anyways, I could look at all of that and be super frustrated that it's not done and and miss all of the beauty that there is through the flower, through all of my azaleas back here, back there, and the vincas that magically come back every year, even though they're not perennials, and um, and the cup flowers and all these things. I could, I could, I could miss all of that because I'm frustrated about the things that haven't happened yet. But because I've consistently taken pictures, I didn't even know I was like recording my metrics for the for the change of the garden all the many many changes that have happened throughout the throughout our garden throughout our backyard and our front yard i'm able to look back and see just how far we've come from the first first couple of weeks we moved here we didn't have a fence the hillside was just blank there was nothing and if you put that if i put that picture pull up the hillside picture and then put up the picture of the hillside with the terraces and the stairs and all the plants and everything, it's like super shocking. But that's eight years of change, right? And so it's important to have a beginning to know where you're started and to be able to see where you're at now and everything in between and and the stages and the growth that you saw as you as you moved on. And and that help that helps me not give up and be frustrated when there's so many more plants or things they want to move around or stuff isn't growing the way that I thought it would and I'm going to have to change it. Anything like that or the flower bed I want to be expanded hasn't been expanded yet. There's the plants that I do have in that flower bed are doing really well. And so just things like that, I wouldn't be able to know or really fully recognize the good that has happened so far if I didn't record it and take those pictures. That's my first example. Uh, my second example is about an experience I had last night. And um, 
this involves uh, I've talked about this more than I ever wanted or ever planned to talk about this on this podcast in the last couple episodes um but it's because this is what I am experiencing right now this is what I'm going through and so I'm learning things I am learning through these experiences um through this thing that I'm dealing with so last night um I think sometimes well sometimes I forget uh the the where I'm at my weight loss journey and I could be really frustrated because I you know like weight loss journeys tend to go you go up and down and up and down and up and down and I remember and get disappointed in myself because I was at I was I was at the good part you know and and there were there's time in my life where I promised myself I would never be at this point again and so to see myself at this point is really frustrating right like I promised myself after I had my first kid that I would never let myself gain 60 pounds or whatever and so to be I'm not I'm not that heavy but to be like close is really frustrating right and so um anyways but I tend to kind of just push it aside or not think about it and um I've been actively working on it for for years but I'm actually feel like I'm starting to move the needle again um the last month or two as I've made some significant changes and so anyways but I I kind of just forget or push aside where I'm at and I have an image in my mind of where I want to be and sometimes that image is just what I imagine myself being right now but it's not and so last night we went to um Columbia Fireflies baseball game <laughs> the minor league team for the Columbia for Columbia South Carolina and um we got to go last night as a family which was really fun but we took a picture with the mascot with the firefly mascot and i was just going to take the picture but then the the like security guy that was with with the mascot offered to take the picture and so um sorry <laughs> oh i can't believe i'm sharing this i haven't even um talked about this with anyone else but um he took the picture and we went and found where we were sitting it was cool we got to sit on um they had these like picnic tables outside tables that we got to sit at which was really fun i really enjoyed that um to watch the game and so uh, as we were sitting there watching i'm not a big sports watcher so i went to just be with my family and so i kind of went or just like exclaim oh awesome when when my husband would be like oh that was so cool <laughs> or something like that and so um while i was sitting there it was like i can take i can send that picture to our families just to kind of show them what we're doing because i think that's that's kind of what we do um and so pulled up the picture um i pulled up the picture to start um the process of sending the text and um didn't necessarily like what i saw i i mean i do need to quantify qualify this because i don't hate my body I love I love what it can do and 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 stuff and um but Satan is really good at at playing on your insecurities and uh last last night I let him get to me and just um saw that I was not where I wanted to be and like there's a there's a conference talk that that other um Uchtdorf gave years ago and I don't even I don't remember which one it is or I'm not even going to quote this correctly but I think it was Elder Uchtdorf, and he said, uh, um, "Who want to change? Like, if there's something you want to change, 
about your health or or body then do it like work to do it i don't i'm not quoting him at all but i just remember the concept from from his talk and so like that's what i've been trying to do right and seeing a picture seeing a metric in a picture of where i'm that i'm not where i want to be was really frustrating and um and i let it get to me for like 10 or 15 minutes last night and just kind of was pretty melancholy and um then heavenly father started working on me he's been uh, i feel like i've been going through a period over the last several months um where or like going through this master class that heavenly father's been giving me um to help me see and like discern the moments where satan is trying to deceive me um in the little things which has been really nice um and really helpful and um so last night was one of those lessons and and heavenly father i just remember thinking like telling me through the holy ghost that you know this is satan trying to bring me down so i can't have fun with my family and that i just need to wait until tomorrow morning because fridays are my days where i measure myself um to to see and just the day before like i had put on my underwear and it was looser than like it's been in a long time and so like i had put that feeling aside the day before that like i was doing so good with the picture the feeling that i got from the picture where i didn't feel like i was doing good anymore and i um and satan was trying to distract me from from this goal that i've been working towards for so long and um he was trying to distract me from enjoying the time with my family and those were the two major distractions he there's there are so many things that he does to try and distract me to distract you it is insane you guys like maybe i need to do a podcast episode just on satan trying to distract us because it is in the little things that he tries to get you and that there are things that aren't bad but there are things that will will kind of lead you away from the goal or or whatever you're trying to do and because it kind of leads you away from what you're trying to do it's it's just enough right he doesn't he doesn't satan does not i don't feel like satan tempts us with these big massive things he tempts us with the little insignificant things that end up becoming big things if we if we listen to them or do them and so and that could be different for everyone right like i'm talking about such a minute little thing last night in this picture but i did i gave into him for a little bit until Heavenly Father started helping me see what Satan was doing. And so I tried to push that picture out of my mind. Um, I put the picture of what my goal is back into my mind and um, and to tell myself that that's that I've been putting in the work, that I'm doing the right things, that I've been keeping track of what I'm doing, that I've been writing these metrics, like writing down things to see that there's progress being made. And I knew that there was progress being made also because of how my clothes were fitting. And so um, that I just needed to ignore what Satan was trying to do with me and um, not give up. Whew. I'm sorry if you guys are sick and tired of me talking about that, but that this is my reality and this is my experience because it's something I've been working on my whole life. And so I hope that you're okay with me talking about it. But um, when you record you can see where you can tweak and change the things to try and move the needle in the correct direction 
Change is a slow process and it can seem daunting and frustrating. And there can be times like I experienced last night where, where you don't see the process or the progress that you've made. And it's really hard to want to continue on and you want to like go and binge eat ice cream or (laughs) which is okay to do sometimes to eat ice cream. I'm not saying that, but um, just do something to totally derail what you've been working towards. And so you have to understand that change is slow. And if you want to change, you have to write it down. And I know for me, I want the change to happen right now. And it, and whenever I start something new, I want it to happen right now. I don't like waiting. It's frustrating. I want, I'm like a, I make a decision and I want to see the difference or like the change right away. Where, that's why I love painting a room or um, doing some of these like crafting things because I make a decision and I do it and all of a sudden there's change. A lot of life doesn't happen that way, which is incredibly frustrating to me. (laughs) But, and it could just seem like it takes forever, right? For this, for changes to happen and it can be discouraging. And that's why it's important to write it down. Unless you don't want to change, unless you think that there's nothing that you need to change, then I guess don't listen to any of this. But if you don't write it down, you're not going to change. Part of the planning and execution to change requires that metrics are recorded so progress can be made and continuously made. And I know what you're thinking because I think this all of the time. The last thing I want to do is record the minute details. I just mentioned the weight loss thing, right? If I didn't start recording my measurements and not just my weight a couple weeks ago, I would have likely lost it this morning when I weighed myself because I gained two pounds. But I didn't because my measurements meant that I lost a couple, I lost three inches this week. I don't know how that works out. How can you lose three inches and gain two pounds? But the needle is still being moved in the correct direction because my inches are less. But I would have never known had I not written my measurements down and I would have been a basket case and I probably would have run straight to Walmart or Publix, probably Publix because Walmart doesn't ever have the only kind of ice cream that I can eat. And so Publix probably would have been the place and got the ice cream and eaten the entire pint in one sitting, plus probably a cup of cookie dough balls because the only ice cream I can eat is so delicious vanilla bean, coconut milk, vanilla bean. That's the only kind I can eat. So I have to like add in things like bananas or if I have cookie dough on hand, not chocolate chip cookie dough because I have can't have chocolate either, but some kind of cookie dough on hand or like blondies or fake brownies or something. When I say fake brownies, I mean like with carob powder, which that sounds really good. I might have to do bake those this weekend. But that is neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but if I didn't record that stuff, then I would have gone and, and just totally ruined things by making this big mistake to eat a whole pint of ice cream. And so that also... <laughs> Anyways, the, that means, I, yeah, I would have never known had I not written my measurements down, which makes me think I need to start writing other things down, like what I eat, which honestly I despise doing. But I know in the past when I was really successful, I did that. And 
So I should probably, I will promise to start doing that. If you start writing your metrics too, will you do that? And I don't mean weight loss, unless that's what you're trying to do. It would, it could be anything from metrics at work. Like, is there something that you want to improve on at work? Or metrics for cleaning. Uh, for me, if I write, if I, I have a cleaning schedule, and if I write what I want to clean each day in my, in my agenda, in my calendar, I'm way more likely to get that cleaning done versus if I don't write it down at all. And if I don't write it down at all, then I'm just going to stress out about all the things I need to get done. And that doesn't help either. So metrics are really important for planning purposes and for seeing how you're doing. Uh, budgeting is another metric. Also, that is the one I mentioned, I think, at the beginning of this. I hate budgeting. <laughs> that is something that I have to force myself to do or just wait until my husband does it because he's a lot better at it and he really likes budgeting which is weird I don't understand that but um to each their own we all have our talents and our loves and that's just not one of mine but any kind of if you start recording something to help you reach your goals you will be successful one of my favorite metrics to record every day and I've been doing this for the last six years now is my gratitude practice I write down what I'm grateful for, how I see the Lord's hand in my in my day or in my children's day every single night before I go to bed. And I 100% rec recommending you record that metric at least. If you wanted to start recording some kind of metric to try and improve or change, that's the one I recommend you starting with. If you want to be happy and experience true joy, start recognizing what you are grateful for. I'm a much happier person than I used to be because I record what I'm grateful for. I promise that as you strive to be a guardian of metrics, you will find power to not give up. You will be happier and you will be more fulfilled because you will finally reach the goals that you've been striving for longer than you'd like. And I realize that apparently this is a letter to myself because I need to be reminded that metrics are important too, even if they are boring and not fun. I hate doing not fun things. And, but, being a guardian of metrics and writing down things is where the real magic happens. And that ties into the consistency thing. When we consistently write our metrics down, then we will truly succeed. I hope that this podcast episode has been helpful. Thanks for listening. You guys are the best. Peace out, dudes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope that you walk away filled with strength and power, or dare I say, virtue, as you use your own gifts for good too. Podcasts live by the reviews that are written for them. Please leave a review and let me know what you think. I hope you all have a blessed day. Bye.